Hey guys, Paul Rudy here. Welcome back to another edition of the Baseball Dads Podcast. Now, you've probably picked up on this by now, and certainly I've mentioned it a few times, and it's probably woven through our podcast, that I'm a devout Christian. Uh, despite my commitment and my devotion to my faith, I don't hear the audible voice of God. Now, I know there's some people out there that have had that experience or claim to have that experience, and certainly throughout the Bible, there are many figures that um, have heard the audible voice of God, but that has not happened to me, and I'm just not one of those people. But from time to time, I am given um, many convincing proofs that there is a higher power and that he is behind my mission. I'm holding in my hands the uh, pre-qualification, no, I'm sorry, all-star team eligibility pre-qualification and commitment form. That is a lot of adjectives. From the Aliso Viejo Little League in California, I'm going to tell you the age of the team in a second because um, that kind of makes it punch a little bit. Um we are going to analyze this document of utter insanity and extreme restriction um, in a second. But uh, you guys send in so many questions. And I love getting questions and I love providing you answers. But I'm going to tell you this. It, it, it would be much easier for me to pick up the phone and have a 10 to 15 minute conversation with you. Um, answering your question and providing you some clarity on your situation. There has never been a more confusing time in history to help our young men navigate this game of baseball, all while trying to raise great young men. So what we've done is come up with a plan that you can actually schedule what we are calling a clarity call with me. And this is no strings attached, no funny business or anything like that. I know some other guys do that, but that's not what I do. Um, so if you go to 567dad.com, you can hear all about what will go on in the clarity call. And uh, there'll be a link there that links to my scheduler app. So you can see what times I have open, schedule a call, and we will spend some time on the phone helping you through whatever you have going on in, in this whole world of baseball that we're trying to navigate. So 567dad.com, the site looks different from the last time you've been there. Also to check out the 567dad baseball edition book. It is on Amazon right now for $8.01. So, so let's get into some craziness here. Hold on. Where's my pen? I dropped. Oh, here we go. Okay. So, uh, the all-star team eligibility pre-qualification and commitment form. That's a lot of adjectives for a, um, uh, uh, a document like this. So first of all, it must be submitted by midnight on Sunday, May 13th. Um, and this is for eight and nine year old team. I mean, let's face it. Um, if, if you're not going to make a commitment to eight and nine year old baseball, I mean, there's 10 U coaches that might see you or 12 U or 14 U coaches that might be out there scouting you. If you're not going to make that commitment at eight or nine years old, I got a question where your child's commitment is, but it must be in by Sunday at midnight. So if this is going to be a last minute decision, make sure you keep your eight and nine year old up till midnight. Um, you know, so it's, so you have enough time to mull over this contract and consider, um, any counter offer you might want to make. So let's talk about the qualities of an all-star player that are listed here. So exemplifies good sportsmanship and team spirit when winning or losing. Okay. That's the only sane part of this document. That's it. So if you're looking for the sanity part of the document, that's it. Okay. It, it just, it falls right off the cliff, takes a hard left from here, but you kind of have to put that in there, especially since every other word that you're about to write is complete insanity. You might as well start with something that everybody nods at, right? Fair play, sportsmanship. It's in the little league pledge. All right, let's continue. <laughs> um, the player demonstrates a consistent ability to execute the fundamental skills of the game at a high level. So fundamental skills at a high level is an interesting choice of words, especially with eight and nine-year-olds. So 
I know there's difference of opinion on that. I tend to think that that's um, kind of a pretty silly thing to say. Is committed to an intensive schedule of practice and or games throughout the tournament schedule. An intensive schedule. Isn't there's nothing like making sure our eight and nine year old kids are committed to an intensive schedule of practice throughout the tournament schedule and parents won't interfere with team decision. Um, which is very vague and very kind of, uh, it, it is, is a very, it's a little distancing, you know, and, and I get it. We'll talk about it a little bit later. I get there's crazy parents out there, but um, it, it, that's really um, the qualities of an all-star team player um, that their parents won't interfere. So I'm just confused. Is this something that the all, that the eight and nine-year-old should have a discussion with their parents with when reviewing this the specs of this contract. I don't, I don't know, because it was qualities of an all-star team player, not their parents. Um, so here's where it gets crazy. Um, if I'm selected for the all-star team, I understand that I must be available for daily, underlined, daily practices and games, seven days a week. Can be any day of the week, including Sundays for the duration of the tournament schedule, which is a two-month schedule, which pretty much spans the heart of the summer. So let's talk about point number one. This is why people leave the game. Okay, so I'm going to use an example from my life. It might be different in your life. So first of all, let me say this. What kind of coaches need access to players seven days a week? Can we not have a commitment to excellence in four or five days a week? I've never really coached a team that I felt the need to have seven days a week of practice with. It cannot be. If you need seven days a week to train these kids, you're either trying to control these kids or you just don't know what you're talking about and it takes you too long to instruct it. Or you just don't have the inspiration, the motivation, or the trust of your team to get what you need to get done in practicing that you're going to commit to a schedule of complete and utter overfunction. Which, by the way, the NCAA, imagine that. The NCAA, the organization that has taken more criticism than any other organization about its treatment of players. I'm not getting into that argument. Um, so the NCAA, which has been highly criticized about how much they make their kids play, um, they would reject this. This is against NCAA, or they can only do six days a week. They have a mandatory day off. So the eight and nine-year-old team from the Aliso Viejo Little League, eight, uh, seven days a week, um, an NCAA adult, 18-year-old and above athlete, six days a week. So that should tell you a little bit about the insanity. So that's number one. Number two is including Sundays, the day the Lord made. So let me give you this example from my life. This is where we put parents in a position to have to violate their values in order to have their kids play for the team. So this is my life and it might be different in your life. On my refrigerator, there's the values of our family. The first value is we honor God. And now am I going to have to choose between taking our family to church to honor that commitment or play on your eight and nine year old all-star team? Because now you're putting the father in a very bad position. So I'm going to tell you in this house, that ball is not going to bounce very far um, we're not going to be worshiping at the altar of baseball on Sunday mornings. So, but now here's the position that I would be put in. It's the number one value on my list. So if my kid has to play for your team, do I have to violate the number one value in my family? So guess what? As a father and a leader, if I violate the top value, the one that we ranked number one, you, might as, you know what I might as well do with the rest of them? I might as well just throw the rest of them all out. I might as well just chuck all the rest of them because if I'm violating the first one, the other ones are all gone with it. 
So you don't have to be kind. You don't have to work hard. You don't have to be disciplined. You don't have to say please and thank you. You don't have to be on time. You don't have to be respectful to your teachers and coaches and senseis, right? So all this kind of stuff, it just gets thrown out the window. If I violate number one, that's the position. This is why people start to leave the game. And this is why you get people that you wonder why you're putting this parents won't interfere with team decisions because it's, it's almost like you've got a, 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 metaphoric gu- a, a, a metaphoric gun to their head that says you have to make this choice or else. And parents are put in this position and they hold their nose and they play for these teams and we confuse the fact that they're playing for this team, that this is the commitment they want to make. No, they're just, there's just not another option. There, more are, there are more options coming. You can count on that in the future. But this is why kids leave the game. Let's, we're just on the first line. I agree not to schedule vacations, summer camps, or other activities that may inter- that will interfere with my ability to attend practices and games and the t- during the tournament period. So, you know, so now here's where it gets here's where it gets even more hairy. So now let's talk about vacations. So now what if you have a brother, sister, multiple brothers and sisters? Now all of a sudden, um, it's not just the commitment of the eight-year-old, it's now the commitment of the eight-year-old's family, the brothers and sisters of the eight-year-old, because now they can't go on vacation. So now not only you're asking the kid and the parents to be available seven days a week, possibly compromise their values you're also asking them now to restrict their freedom from travel and enjoyment and maybe expand some of their horizons of seeing some of the country or taking time to relax or bond as a family or maybe travel to other parts of the world or maybe go visit extended members of their family that they don't get to see all the time because they can't take that vacation during that time so now the family's making the commitment that you're forcing this eight-year-old to make let's continue summer camps and, act, and other activities. So now you're restricted. For two months, you are a baseball player. This is where this is where we get into problems. This is where I got 23-year-old kids. When I ask them, who are they? They say, I'm a baseball player. No, that's what you do. That's not who you are. But when we strict, when we restrict people from developing themselves in other ways and other activities, this is why we have a 23-year-old who can't make friends and can't, uh, can't get out into the job, for, job world because all he did was play baseball for the last eight years, and then he realized he didn't get drafted or he's not going to get drafted, and now he realizes that his real estate team or his sales floor and his accounting firm doesn't care that he hit 340 and played second base two years ago. I get the other side of this, and that's why I get passionate about it. And, and God forbid that they maybe go to summer camp or they are into another activity where they may learn some skills like fair play, sportsmanship, hard work, dedication, and discipline that maybe they would bring as positive qualities to your all-star team, your eight-year-old all-star team. Huh. I understand that playing for any other sports teams or practices during the duration of the tournament period is not allowed and is grounds for immediate removal for the team. So my kid can't play in a summer basketball league? This is in the era of there's all kinds of activities year-round. My kid has to stay out of karate. My kid has to stay out of swimming. My kid has to be removed from all these activities. He can only be a baseball player for these two months. This is what this is why we're losing as a game. Because now at eight and nine years old, we're forcing kids to make a ridiculously stupid commitment, over-commitment, to a game for two months. Now... This all boils down to restriction of freedom. 
any time that your freedom is restricted, it's only done for one reason, and that's for control. And that's usually, and the person trying to restrict your freedom is trying to gain control over you, usually for, the, for their own purposes. And so this is, this is grown men, ink, ink on paper, black and white, ink on paper, basically, I can't believe someone would actually write this, are basically saying that you can have no freedom to do anything else other than commit to this eight and nine-year-old all-star team during this period of time. That's the restriction of freedom. People tend to move away from people that restrict their freedom and move towards people who encourage their freedom. We can't be excellent in four or five days a week. We can't let the kid go to summer camp. We can't let him play and do karate. We can't let him play in a summer basketball league. Now, on the flip side of that, I can hear people saying, you don't have to join. That's true. You don't have to join. You don't have to do this. But I'm going to tell you this, now you put the parents in a tough situation. Now what if you have the eight and nine-year-old kid that really does want to play? And maybe they're, they are a good player, player. And maybe they do want to have this experience of playing uh, with better competition or playing in, 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 you know, in learning uh, a little bit more about the game and advancing their skills. Now you're putting this family in a position of either or. And you're putting the parents in a very, very difficult situation. Do we have to put our vacation plans on hold, take you out of all other activities, cancel your summer camp? And by the way, does the canceling the summer camp, does that create a child care issue, especially if there's multiple brothers and sisters in the family, are two or three of them going to summer camp? And during this two months, the one, the eight-year-old is not going to summer camp. Eight-year-old, nine-year-olds can't stay at home alone. Someone's got to watch them or they got to go somewhere else. Does it create a child care issue? And let me ask you a question. Are these coaches checking in what's going on during these child care hours? I hope they don't find these kids playing any sports or fun activities. They should be sleeping in a hyperbaric chamber preparing for the eight and nine-year-old tournament game later that day or else they don't want it. And it's grounds for immediate removal from the team. I wonder how that happens. I wonder how a grown man calls the parents of an eight-year-old and nine-year-old child and tells them that he's immediately removed from the team because he's playing, uh, he's doing karate. Let's continue. If my child becomes unavailable for any reason other than short-term illness... We don't want one of those long-term illnesses. I understand that his or her position on the team roster may be forfeited. So it's like, you know, I, I know Johnny's not feeling good. I know he's not, he's doing sick. But, uh, you know, I got to tell you that, uh, you know, the, the, the game must go on. And, and we're going to keep praying for him. But we are going to need that jersey. Uh, Timmy's going to be starting second base this weekend. And, and uh, we'll FaceTime you into the game so you, so you don't miss anything. But feel better. Feel better. Um. I also understand that I'll be responsible for an additional all-star fee to cover costs and all that other kind of stuff. So that's, that's pretty standard. But what connects to that is that right after you get the money, here's what you say. I will not contact the manager or coaches to discuss my child's playing positions, batting order, playing time, or otherwise interfere with the decisions of the team. First of all, I thought this was, uh, uh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to skip that part. Um, so now, so... Uh, I know the person that that is written for. It's written for the crazy dad who thinks that his kid should bat third and that he should be the number one pitcher and that he should play shortstop when he's not pitching. But you know what? You know who you attract with this kind of garbage? You attract crazy parents. So that rule that you're actually trying to prevent the crazy dad from calling you up at 1030 at night and cursing you out, it actually creates an environment for him to thrive. Here's why. 
Not a day goes by that we don't get an email about some blow up at a league that that the problem festered too long. It became an explosive situation, two dads arguing, and you've seen the bad ones on TV, right? So here's the problem is that this statement is, again, a little distancing, and I get it. I get there are crazy parents out there, but here's what you are doing. You are now creating a culture that will create a little gossipy, kind of off the beaten path, the dad standing behind the backstop, chirping, 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 texting each other. They've even had um, teams and leagues that parents have created private groups, and then the coach finds out about the private group, and he sees all the things that parents are saying about them because they don't have a place to voice their opinion. Instead... Even though I think the whole thing's insane to begin with, let me at least, if you're going to go out into battle, let me at least help you go out into battle. Maybe reword it to something like this. Parents, we understand how much time you're investing in this. We understand the commitment that's being made. At the beginning of the year, we'll have a meeting where we'll explain to you um, exactly what goes into our decisions of who plays and how much they play and what you can expect in playing time for your son as we move forward. We encourage an open and honest dialogue about um, playing time. And certainly if you have any concerns or you want any clarifications or to review our philosophy on playing time and how much each kid gets to play, please feel free to email us. And we'd love to set up a time to talk with you. The only bad question is the one that's not asked or the only bad conversation is the one that's not had. Let's talk about this uh, now and let's, let's set forth clear and um, clear expectations about what you can expect in playing time for your children throughout the year, other than you can't discuss my child's position. So, so here's the deal. So let me just back this up. This is why you get crazy people. You can't travel. You can't do summer camp. You can't do activities. You can't play on another team. Your whole family has to make this commitment. You have to be available seven days a week and even on Sundays. You have to play an additional all-star fee. Now, what this line says, do all of this, commit to your team. Now, you sit down, shut up, and don't say anything. A grown person wrote this and put this on paper. All-Stars will be announced during the closing day ceremonies, and then we'll have an All-Star barbecue. Oh, well, all you good kids, you All-Stars, come up into the VIP, the little red clip rope thing. Come on into the VIP. You, you kids who aren't good enough, you can get a bag of chips at the concession stand for three bucks. Um, and then this is fun. I've read the entirety of this form to my player. And both my player and I agree and I abide by the commitment and requirements described above should my player be selected for the all-star team. So um, you've read this to your eight and nine-year-old and they fully comprehend everything as every eight and nine-year-old reading a all-star team eligibility pre-qualification and commitment form would. I defy you to bring a sports psychologist, psychiatrist, counselor, social worker on this podcast that tells me that tell me that this is a healthy situation for an eight and nine year old and or his family to be a part of for the better part of an entire summer. I'm all for playing baseball. I love baseball. It has uh, been my mission to play baseball. Uh, I, I am. I am get fired up about this because I'm extremely passionate about the development of young people and I'm extremely passionate about it because I get the calls later on 
from the, 50, the dads of the 15, 16, 17-year-olds and the 22, 23-year-olds who get wrapped up in this garbage. And they... It's tough. I don't want to... I can't... You know, it's, it's hard to express everything I want to express other than this, guys. I, I, I care so very deeply about children. And when I see this, all I see is I wonder what this 8- and 9-year-old thinks. Do we really think we're teaching them something about commitment, sportsmanship, discipline, dedication, hard work, fair play, healthy competition by doing this? Or are we trying to win plastic trophies and fake rings? Um, any member of the Aliso Viejo Little League that would like to contact us, feel free. Feel free. There are coaches' names here, but we're not that type of podcast. Um, but absolutely feel free to contact me. You can get me directly at 567pitcher at Gmail. That goes right to my computer. And if you put the Aliso Viejo Little League, believe me, it'll get my attention. And um, if you have, and by the way, this was sent to me by one of the parents, one of the parents of that league. So embarrassing to say the least, crazy. To say it truthfully, um, sad to say it honestly. If you have contracts like this or documents like this that you want to send me, by all means, please, please send them to me. And we've seen a few, but this is the one that's the most nuts um, that I've seen. So if you've got one that's more nuts, please send it to me, 567pitcher at gmail.com. So that wraps it up today, guys. Go on over to 567dad and set up a time for you and I to talk. I cannot wait to start uh, doing these calls additionally with our, our subscribers. You guys are awesome. Uh, you tune in every week. You send great messages, send great questions. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I can't tell you, it's just been an unbelievable uh, turn for us here and uh, just a great, great thing. So head on over to 567dad.com, guys. That was a long one, but I hope we got our point across and I hope maybe we help some kids throughout this. So thanks for listening, guys, and I'll, I'll we'll see you next week. Thanks. Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I want to let you know I have a new book out specifically for baseball dads, and I would love for you to check it out. You can go to baseballdadsbook.com. All the information is there and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So again, it's baseballdadsbook.com. Thanks.